Welcome back to the Work Amiha podcast. Today I'm joined by Annabelle Martinez, founder of Juice Vibe Bar, a smoothie and juice bar with healthy, natural, and fresh ingredients, also dairy and gluten free, located in Berwyn, Illinois. She is also founder and director of Maestri Tutoring, which provides group homework help and one-on-one tutoring. This is a tutoring program located in Pilsen and now Berwyn, helping parents overcome the challenges of language barriers to be able to help students with their daily homework. This is also the only bilingual tutoring center. And because she wasn't doing enough before, (laughs) is also the founder of Busy Space, a pop-up booking platform for both hosts and vendors. So welcome, Annabelle. Thank you so much for joining us to the Work Miha podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sochi. I'm so excited to be a guest speaker and I can't wait to to see where Work Miha gets, you know, it's so awesome to see all the following you've gotten. And I love seeing all your posts and sharing them or people being like, oh my God, look at Work Miha. Did you guys know about this? And I'm like, oh my God, I know who the founder is. (laughs) So exciting. It's really exciting. That's awesome. And honestly, ever since like the podcast was always something I wanted to do for Work Miha, but it's like, you've just got so much to do when starting a business. Uh, So we started off small with like little mujer spotlights and I was like, okay, let's figure this out and then we can get to podcasts. And honestly, you're always top of my list for the podcast. I have been watching maybe a little bit borderline stalking as we'll learn from some of the things and questions that are very specific (laughs) to this interview, but I am just like truly inspired by everything that you're doing. And I want all the cheese, man. We all want to know all the details. How did you get where you are? And, you know, a little bit about your experience. And honestly, like I knew you're always doing my street tutoring. And then we saw my street tutoring open a new location. And then we got juice by bar. And then it's like, oh, by the way, we've got busy space now. So you're kind of like becoming a serial entrepreneur over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a word. And I'm, I'm learning to be okay and open-minded of all the ventures that I'm having because there are a lot of other business owners that have a lot of business uh, ventures. So yeah, it's exciting, exciting awesome. time. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So give me a little bit more information about your background. Tell me about yourself. Like, where did you grow up? Like, I know you went to Marquette University. So tell me about what you studied. What happened right after college? Was all of this that you're doing right now planned? Or did you have a different plan beforehand? Totally different plan beforehand. So I grew up in Cicero, Illinois, born and raised there. My dad is a truck driver. He has his trucking company. So he was always, you know, working for himself. My mom was an HR manager at a, at a company. So I know she was always busy. So I always saw my parents like busy, but always made time for family, right? My mom always made sure that we were going to like dance classes. And then when I got to high school, I went to Mornice. Shout out Mornice. <laughs> That's high school still. Um, she had us in all the programs. And that's when I realized I was like a serial athlete, I guess. And now I'm a serial <laughs> entrepreneur. People who know me in high school, they're like, wait, she was in volleyball, soccer, gymnastics, cheerleading for a season. I just wanted to try everything. Um, and then that's where that started. Then I went on to go to Marquette University, um, which is a private uh, university and I think it was the best choice for me it wasn't too far it's in Milwaukee I love Milwaukee and I wanted to be a lawyer I wanted to be an ambassador it was my dream career was to go to law school and then be an ambassador so I took the LSAT did well on it but then I worked at a firm right after Mm -hmm. graduating undergrad I worked at an immigration firm 
I moved up pretty quickly, started working in removal defense, which means when people are getting in the process of getting deported, I would work with the attorney and make sure we had all the paperwork and letters from families, all, all of the immigration things that you could think of, I was doing it. And that's when I realized I didn't necessarily have to go to law school to be able to help people. Okay. Um, so aside from working at the, at the legal firm, I was also volunteering as a tutor <laughs> and that's where I was like, oh my God, my passion really, passion really is tutoring. I used to tutor in high school. I'm sorry, not in high school in, um, in college, English as a second language. And that's when I realized that a lot of children don't have the access to after school educational resources, including their parents being able to help them or a sibling being able to help them. Thankfully, my mom was able to help with any questions I had because she was bilingual. Mm -hmm. But if it was just my dad, right, he probably would try to help me as much as he could, but he doesn't really know English that well. So I I can definitely see that issue. Mm -hmm. And when I was working with ESL students, that's where I saw that a parent would bring in the kindergartner's homework and she'd say, you know, you can translate it to Spanish for me. And that's how I'll be able to learn English. And then I could go home and it was like 8 p.m. when she would go home with the kindergartner and help them with homework. So that's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it's bedtime. And I was like, oh my gosh, in college. But I always remember that story. And I always remember being like, this is where, you know, you subconsciously are always thinking of things that you can help, yeah. right? In the world. And then it like the tutoring center came about. The tutoring center I was volunteering at ended up closing just like out of nowhere. And then my dad's like, well, you've always wanted to open a business. Like just just figure it out and start it. You know, you already knew, you already know the ins and outs of a tutoring center. You're a great tutor. People come to look for you. Mm. And um, yeah, that's where I started. And I started small. I started at a, at a shared uh, office space. Okay. And that's when I was, uh, I realized, well, one of my friends was the one that told me you don't have to have a storefront. Cause I was like, I have mm-hmm. to have a storefront. Like, no, then I'm not going to open a business. And he was like, you have to start somewhere. And I was like, where, where am I going to start with what money? He's like, do you have a 401k? And I was like, I have a little bit in there. So yeah. I started with $1,000 okay. for my 401k. And um, it was at a, uh, it's called Lobby Space in Pilsen. And I was also tutoring at Lozano Library. That's where I yes. had my <laughs> um, And a lot of people ask me, well, why did you open in Pilsen? And that was because that was my home. That's where I called home right after college. I moved there. Mm-hmm. Um. But thankfully now I am, I have the second location, which is right in the middle of Berwyn and Cicero and yeah. I'm back to helping Cicero to my hometown. Okay. That's funny. That was actually going to be one of the questions I asked you is like, how did you start this? Or was it so funded? Cause it's like, anytime you think of physical space, it's like, that's just another overhead cost, you know? Um, and then like, did you, uh, cause it's like, did you open up doors right away? Like there's just so many things. It's not only the rental space, it's the supplies, it's the computers. It's so I think that was a great, like, that makes sense. Like just start small. I like that. And a lot of people think like, that's maybe your first kind of obstacle, but it's like, no, remove it, start small, figure it out, you know, start fast mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and so when you started though, was it just you tutoring or did you, and then when did you introduce like new tutors and how did you find them? Yeah. So it was just me. Um, and then I opened the storefront. So it was just me for a good, like six months, just tutoring, just seeing, you know, if I would be able to pay the the storefront, I mean, the, the shared office space, we see if I was, it was something that parents were interested in. Mm-hmm. 
and I saw them coming in like once a week, then twice a week, then they would bring their brothers or sisters or siblings. The parents would be like, oh my God, this is so great. Cause I could communicate with the parents in Spanish. Okay. I think that was one of the biggest um, distinguishers between me and other tutoring centers. And then I was able to open the actual storefront. I did get funding for the storefront. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't like self-funded the actual storefront, but it was self-funded for me kicking off and launching my state tutoring. Mm-hmm. But I like that. It's like a nice low risk. Let me test it out way. So then now when you're going to take out those funds and stuff yeah. and you're not freaking out about, is this going to work? Is this a thing that can work? So I like that. That's a similar approach I did too. <laughs> yeah. You have to have like the blueprint or you have to have the presentation to be able to ask someone for funding you can't just be like hey this is a great idea <laughs> yeah imagine if you were investing in a sibling or like a cousin you'd be like well let me let me see what's going on and let me see what actual uh, you know work you've been putting into it and how your customers have reacted to it so yeah it was it was just like testing the grounds at first mm-hmm. and then it just like launched okay and then I thought we were gonna get so many students and we got nobody oh no so nervous when we got their first student we're like oh my god please don't come in please don't come in we're not ready oh. <laughs> I'm sure you felt the same when the first order came in oh yeah I was like oh god nobody's gonna buy it's just gonna be my mom <laughs> oh what was I say okay so you had the first student and then how did you get the rest yeah, so the rest I was just going down Pilsen, putting up uh, flyers for tutoring and figuring out what words to use. Now that I think about it, I should have put everything like in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Tutoring is just kind of, um, it's new for a lot of parents where they're like, what is tutoring? You mm-hmm. know, so I introduce it to a lot of, to, to, in Pilsen or in general to parents. Yeah. Even to this day, we're finally feel like people recognize her name a little bit and it's been almost four years. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to like take off, you know, because I'm like, this is great. Like they're so affordable. It's after school, bilingual tutors, like everyone's going to understand the concept. And then people didn't really understand it because either they weren't, they don't have children, like people around Pilsen in the neighborhood, maybe they didn't have children. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I can't really recommend it to anybody. Um, but it was all word of mouth. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. It's like word of mouth. The parents that started coming to tutoring, they recommended it to their friends and I realized that more service-based mm-hmm. word of mouth and then mm-hmm. with product. And that was like a huge hit right away because everyone could support it. Mm-hmm. Go buy juice versus tutoring. It's like, well, if I don't have a child, how am I going to support it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I feel like word of mouth is probably like a referral, you know, friend referral, family referral, like especially for service-based. So I used to market for a service-based business. And honestly, that's like the best way, but also I feel like specifically your specific service, like in Pilsen, where a lot of it is for those parents who maybe have that language barrier. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like even old school, like even for me, like I'll do YouTube. I was like, I'm always, you know, doing it on social media, but my mom's out here on the streets and like, look at my mija, she's doing the makeup. Like it's word of mouth with the senoras. Like that's the way to go. They'll get it to their cousin, to their friend, like word of mouth with Latinos. That's like the best way. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way kind of, well, you know, you learn by experience and now I know that it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And also like busy parents who is my customer base. They're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. They're they're at the grocery store. They're at the laundromat. They're like at the schools. 
after school program. So now I know that's where I had to market. There you go. All right. Awesome. So, all right. So you have this tutoring center that you started in 2017. So let's fast forward to 2019 when you started juice five bar. Yes. I've been stalking. Um, <laughs> but so now that you kind of mentioned how you started, um, the maestri tutoring, um, just with like that, you know, smaller way of renting. So this makes sense. And this is something I was going to bring up. Like I said, I've been watching, I've been stalking, but I remember like, I saw you advertising the space for juice five bar initially on your social media and through, and you can explain what this is a little bit better. It's like a business hub. Um, and I remember, and then that space that you were advertising turned out to be juice five bar. And, you know, cause I remember I looked back and I looked at the rent amount. I was like, that's not bad. Actually. It was more like 400, 450. And in general, um, like that's, that's the overhead, like a whole physical space. Like, I think that just makes it a, like a whole barrier on its own. So did this kind of like, you're like, I did it once I've got another space, like, or why did you start advertising? What sparked it? Like, well, I'm just going to use it for myself for juice five bars. Like, what is it? Like, why a juice five bar? I'm so glad that you've done your, your research on the craziness of how that became because a lot of people are like, yeah, how did it happen? And I always say it was just opportunity approached itself. And I was like, I'll do it. So, um, the owner of hub 2137 is Patty and she is a Latina. And I was actually looking for a tutoring space. Mm. Also, since I started in a small office space in Pilsen, I'm like, oh, parents in Berwyn are asking. So I'm like, hey, maybe I can open something in Berwyn. Um, but the place was a little run down. And I was like, well, parents, are, I don't know if you've been in there, but it, it used to be an old doctor's office. Oh, okay. A, it, the juice bar is where the the like secretary area is or the reception area is. Mm-hmm. And then you go down and it just looks like a narrow hallway, but there's 12 units in there. Okay. So it just looked a little scary. Um, and I was like, you know, Patty, like, I, I think it would be great, but it's just, uh, it's not the right time. And I don't feel, no parents would be comfortable. Uh-huh. Children here into a random room, right? Yeah. So she's like, I totally understand. I really need help renting out the spaces and fixing it up. Would you be able to help me in exchange for a few months? of a space mm-hmm. and I was like oh actually yeah why not I had the time and I was like sure so I helped her create hub 2137 we put up suite numbers we I you know I told her like just do basic stuff like repaint to remove the, the the floor get new floors and it made a huge difference and the thing is it was summertime mm-hmm. so it was like midsummer, and I was like well, at this point tutoring is more for like fall mm-hmm. you know I'm like what can I open that would be you know I have a space for two months so what can I open and I was like a coffee shop and I was like I don't really I love coffee but I don't know anything about coffee and I'm like I've always wanted to open a juice bar <laughs> and usually I go get my juices from comales oh yeah but I would never go into like an actual juice bar just because I like the juices without all the fiber. Uh-huh. You tried them with the fiber and then with one without the fiber. Mm-hmm. So I like it without the fiber in it. So I was like, okay, I only go to like comales. So I would want to open a juice bar and we could do bowls. So in there's this really cute, it's called Orangey Juice Bar in Sayulita, which mm-hmm. is a pueblo mágico in, in, um, in Jalisco. So it's by Puerto Vallarta. And I go, I visit there as often as I can. It's so beautiful. And I love it. And I actually kind of stole the idea of the, of our supplements, how we have it, like um, the, the, we have the mason jars. Yeah. I've seen the photos, how you have them screwed, screwed I under it from there. So I remember I just went through all my files and I'm like, I don't even remember the name of the juice bar. And I was just looking, I had a bunch of pictures because you know, like I guess, I guess 
again, sorry, subconsciously, you're always are like, oh my God, it would be nice to open a juice bar and just make it healthy. And then I opened Juice Fight Bar. I actually started with a partner that didn't work out. And then I re rebranded and just opened it on my own six months ago. Well, mm-hmm. almost a year ago, actually in March. So March 1st, yeah. 2020 was when it was just me on my own. Okay. Yeah. But I did all the logo. I did most of, I was the one with the more of the business experience. So it was, it was just like all me mainly mm-hmm. why it didn't work out. Um, but that's okay. You know, things happen. I'd still go into partnership with someone in the future, but that was a lesson learned as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how the juice bar started. Okay. Um, all right. So you've already started a business. You had my street tutoring kind of have a solid understanding of what all that entails. Uh, but now you've opened a business in a different industry. What's the biggest challenge you face when working on opening up juice by bar? Um, and how'd you overcome yeah. it? The licensing is, is, uh, is different. Um, the good thing is that Berwyn is a great town city of Berwyn is a great city to mm-hmm. open businesses because they really help you they really want mm. to succeed so if anybody wants to open a uh <laughs> and anything open in Berwyn I opened it in two months oh wow yeah I know I saw that I was gonna ask you I was like I fucked on that I remember you're like in two months we opened I was like how the hell did is that two months is it getting the paperwork with that in two months or paperwork and then two months no, everything in two months. And a lot of friends. I have a um a friend that owns a coffee shop. I had another friend that owned a restaurant. They're like, there's no way you're gonna do it in less than eight months. There's no way, like yeah. a year, like a year or something. And I was a little scared, but then I was like, but we don't need. I did some research, and we don't need the restaurant, like the actual. Um, we don't need like the gas stove or anything, right? Uh. It's, just, it's just a fridge, a juicer and a toaster and a blender you know what true, i mean true. It wasn't all that licensing so i asked the city of berwin they're like oh actually you don't need to do all that inspection and licensing uh, so that's usually what holds things up that's what really holds things up it's all the inspectors and making sure that the build out we didn't have to build anything out mm-hmm. everything we, we didn't touch anything we just like decorated it brought in the brought in the fridge that I actually got on craigslist <laughs> <laughs> You got to start as small, you know, with as minimum as possible because you don't know. You want to make sure it's low risk. Mm-hmm. So everything was really, um, it was really affordable. I mean, we started with under 5K. Falling on a budget. Yeah. Once again, you know, falling on a budget. Like I saw as you guys were kind of decorating, it was definitely, I feel like, vision DIY. What, you know, like you don't have to buy the most expensive things. I was like, I dig it. I'm with it. And it looks cute as hell. <laughs> Five and below, a lot of things are five and below. Yeah, you know, but and then I feel like your whole concept, even that one little background where it has like the the grass greenery and like that light, it's just like it's is it IG worthy? Yes. Everybody yeah. wants to take their picture yeah. there. That's that's what you're coming for. More than the juices, but I want to take my picture there. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. I wanted to make sure it was like Instagram friendly because not everyone, maybe a lot of people don't drink juices, right? On the mm-hmm. daily, or they're like we're healthy. Like, I don't know. A lot of people were skeptical at first. Like, is it going to taste weird? So they'll come in because of the cute space. And then they'd be like, oh my God, this tastes amazing. It doesn't even taste like it's like almond milk. We mm-hmm. don't use it. So it's all almond milk. Mm-hmm. Agave, we don't use sugar in anything. So it's all natural, all healthy. Everything is like gluten free and dairy free. So even the cheese, the cheeses are all vegan. The oh, bread nice. is gluten-free. It doesn't have eggs, but it's gluten-free and it's amazing. It's so cool. Before we didn't have food though. It was just the bowls, juices, smoothies, and then the shots. 
We didn't even have coffee. <laughs> oh, and I see now you guys have coffee. I was like, ooh. Have I... Back of the Yards coffee house. Yes, shout out Back of the Yards. Um, okay, awesome. And then you, I know you mentioned a lot that a lot of your products you try to get from Mexico too. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of our items are, uh, they're, we don't like directly import them from Mexico, but I wanted to make sure that they were like Mexican mm-hmm. imported, right? Through mm-hmm. the distributor. So obviously like aguacate, our Nescafe, our agave, um, our carrots are also from Mexico. What else do we have? There's a, oh, the amaranthus. Mm-hmm. That's a food. Um, el amaranthus is, is planta de amaranthus. So we put that on all of our bowls. So those are things that I, I definitely wanted to showcase and make sure that people were aware that we were all Latino, Latin American, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of both. And we're also 100% eco-friendly. I don't know if, you, if people know that. but no, our cups, say it, say it loud. Everything is environmental friendly. <laughs> and I made sure from day one that it was environmental friendly, even though I realized people aren't really like huge on it or they don't really notice it, but we are. So they should be. Yeah, it's, it's a desastre. So that's great. And then our straws were also, uh, their avocado is their um, avocado seed straws from Mexico. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I didn't like the paper straws because they, they fell apart. Uh-huh. And I was like looking and looking and I came across these avocado seed straws and they were amazing. So. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. So my next question. So as a business owner and running a small business, there's always something, some issue you have to resolve some plan that doesn't quite work out. There's always something and you're now managing two businesses. So let's talk about that big obstacle that all business owners faced in 2020 called uh-huh. that we're still in <laughs> called COVID-19. But I think the biggest shock then, so it's, you know, you opened up juice Fight bar in 2019. It's been a couple of months now in business, not even a year. Um, tell me what that news of this, like unknown virus causing locations to have to shut down felt like, what were you thinking and how did it affect you and your business? Sis. <laughs> the tutoring center, we for sure had to shut down for a good month, I'd say. And parents all understood. And they were also like, yeah, we just can't. We mm-hmm. don't know what to do, right? Um, so the tutoring center, I was a little worried. But I was also like, I just have to pay rent because our tutors are going to be off payroll right now. And the tutors are also like, we don't want to go in. Right? Everything was okay at the tutoring center. Um, so I was like, I have a month to figure out what to do. For the juice bar, I was like, we have to close. I closed for maybe a day or two and I just kept getting calls and calls and messages and they were like are you guys open and I was like oh my god people want to come into the juice bar and we were essential Mm. so I was it it was more so like oh people are probably not going to go out at all or they're not going to want to go to the juice bar to me the juice bar felt like a luxury in a way just because we're new or like people don't know about us maybe Mm -hmm. but no if anything more people were trying to eat healthy so I was like I need to get on we didn't have any delivery service at that point Mm -hmm. it was just walk-ins so I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So I was like, okay, I got to get smart. And I had actually moved back to my mom's house. We were all living in my mom's house, me, my sister, my mom, my two brothers. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't bring any employees on. So my mom and my sister started working at the oh. juice bar. <laughs> we would just alternate days. And now thinking back, it was so cool and so magical because it was nice to just come home and have our team meetings at home. <laughs> 
and we really revamped a lot of things uh during the COVID it, it kind of like put pressure under me to be like all right you you can't close like people mm -hmm. are expecting you to close and you need to be resilient and you need to figure out how to do this you know you have everything you have all the resources available to you so make it work so I got on all the online ordering platforms Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats and then I ran into this magical company called uh, Cash Drop. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Cash Drop, but they were doing the QR codes where people can do curbside pickups um, and they can also see like when they were next in line. So I partnered with them and then they became our POS system during that time. And that really helped us. They also helped with like marketing. So, and they're also Latino founded. I know I learned all of this because you dropped their name and I was like what is this let me check it out and then I think that was also I guess a cool way for you guys to like not really necessarily need a website like the way that yeah. people could order it doesn't didn't need it I was like that's pretty cool yeah exactly and then you could also see the other available spaces around you that are using it so that platform itself was a huge help and then all the online delivery services um took off like people were ordering people were ordering every day so like i kid you not every single day 40 dollars orders i'm like who has 40 dollars to spend on a juice bar every day <laughs> that meant that our products were great and maybe they were feeding their family and mm -hmm. you know they'd rather spend money on a healthy juice bar support latina owned juice bars and then it was so cool like after after things kind of eh, died down a little bit you could say that things kind of started reopening for in-person we started seeing those people that would order every day and they're like, Oh my God, hi, it's me. So-and-so. And we're oh. like, oh, hi, so nice to meet you in person. They're like, I would have never found out about you if it wasn't for the delivery service. Nice. So, uh, in a way, you know, the delivery services do have that feed, but in all the way, they're also help marketing because I would have never reached those people during COVID. If it mm -hmm. wasn't or like without the, the foot traffic people or something, you know, who aren't just exactly. like walking around there, especially when it's like, well, where am I going to walk around? <laughs> you know, I was walking around and, um, being on all of the platforms really helped instead of just being on one or two, even mm -hmm. though it was like more complicated to get onboarded it was hundred percent worth it because we were able to get to more customers in that way. But we did, we did flourish. We did better than we did before COVID. That's awesome. What do you think attributed to that? Was it delivery or anything else? I think it was a delivery that more people do bigger orders on for mm -hmm. online deliveries. And then people, and then just, I kept marketing online and people would still come in and do the curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. Curbside pickup really helped too. So I guess question like, in like going into planning out for like juice vibe was delivery ever something you thought was gonna be part of the business or do you think yeah that was honestly because of covid it was because of covid i honestly never i just thought of it being like the cute local juice bar where people could come in and feel like they're in like Sayulita or by the comment you know and they felt like they were kind of away from from the bitter cold of <laughs> chicago but i never thought delivery just because we had we really pushed for customer service and I wanted to be an experience and uh -huh. delivery, I was like how are we going to do that with delivery and I was also like you know what we're just starting I'm not going to even dip into anything else until I can handle what I can, I'm currently doing but then COVID hit and I was like I have to do it there's like no girl you better handle this because it's yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna handle it no matter what oh. so yeah <laughs> okay yeah. well if anything you just nope this is happening now p.s yeah, it's happening now gotta do it okay awesome um all right so we're in 2020 you have juice five bar 
Kapmeister Tutoring in Pilsen and now in Berwyn. And now in 2021, you started Busy Space because why not? So what sparked your interest in starting another business and why this business? So I started realizing that people were coming in but nobody was sitting down to eat right so we have a we have our uh, service we have a counter service so that means that we just give people their food and they could take it or they could sit down and eat we don't have actual like um, servers serving mm-hmm. people so we had enough space that I was like okay I I need to generate more income one and I see a lot of people having new businesses and they're just selling online mm-hmm. I'm like they need storefronts just like I needed a space right like before like a, a co-retailing space for mm-hmm. the centers um I was like I I have a space why not start inviting people to have pop-up events and I announced it and I started getting bookings and it was super easy I thought I, I was so nervous I'm like oh my god what if it doesn't work what if they don't <laughs> sell or what if they're like confused about what a pop-up is but after the first few vendors, I'm like, wow, this is really easy. Like they market themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, their, it's like their own business. You're, you're not like their business guide or anything. Yeah, you're just a space for them yeah. to do it. But then also it's great because it seems like at Juice Five Bar. So you're getting that, you know, also exposure as well. So it's like win-win. So win-win. We have similar customers. I always say that, you know, similar customers. So that means a customer shops at Juice Five, they're going to shop with them. Mm-hmm. Or a customer comes to see them. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know about this Juice Bar. So it's just like great cross-marketing and... It was so great that other business owners were asking me how was I doing it and how was I booking and I was like Calendly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I saw that in the beginning at first, and then I was like, okay, we're getting so many people booking. I wish that I could kind of like um, just approve or deny people or avoid all the like communication because as a business owner, you know, you're so busy and then you feel bad if you don't respond. So I was mm-hmm. like, I have to find a platform that they could just like book the mm-hmm. space and have all the information on there and then also be able to book at other pop-ups that my friends now have mm-hmm. so I was like how am I gonna do this and then I was like I feel like I could figure it out so I have a friend who actually goes into the juice bar almost every day to get his work done he's a developer mm-hmm. he's a Fernando. um and I was like Fernando we were talking one day I was like wait do you develop like crazy sites like yeah like, and he's like I could do it and I was like uh can I run this idea by you and I ran it by him and he's like yeah it's totally doable like sure like when do you want to get started and I was like I mean the sooner the better because that means that I can launch more pop-up events at the tutoring centers Mm -hmm. um and then so yeah we got started with that and it it got a little complicated because it's gonna have to be a huge project to make it like kind of like Airbnb kind of like more of like a booking space yeah just because I also want to have the vendors information pop up, like their Instagram, like I just mm. want to create a whole website, but I ended up creating my own site on my own through Wix. Mm-hmm. So right now the busy space site is through Wix and JotForm is integrated. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I made it work. And now we have like six vendors. I actually just got someone, someone just messaged me from California. So she, California being like, Hey, I'd like to find a pop-up near me. And I was nice. like, oh, that's awesome oh I was like this is so cool like how no one's complained about the site either the host or the vendors and they've all been like oh we're gonna share it with our friends and the best part is that I'm also posting like Spanish videos on yes I saw that our Spanish speaking vendors Mm -hmm. it's so cool because yeah the goal is to start somewhere and then it's also to be like okay how to scale up after that and it just builds a community. Like having all the vendors come in, I've met so many new business owners where I'm like, 
oh wow like this is such a great environment to be around and just knowing that there's other people like us no for sure and like building it's like building the network and just in general like I'm just gonna be like here tip for everybody yeah. or anybody trying to do something utilize your network you don't know how to do something ask your one tech friend like that's what I'm learning from what you're doing you're like I don't know I asked my friend we figured it out like you know how do you do this and the whole pop-up like concept I was like when I saw you do it I was like this is genius because uh, like I was looking because I was like oh, I gotta get on like the juice five bar like pop-ups you know you messaged me and I was like I'm just trying to figure out online and podcasts I was like ah, I'm gonna be there but I'm trying to figure these things out first um and then so I was looking because originally you had it on Calendly and then I saw I was gone so I was like oh I don't know and then right away it's like oh because you you launched your own like busy space but it's smart too because it's like you can only hold so many at like juice vibe and you know so like how do you expand but then i think it's just a great way because I, I saw like berwin's women's workout world you can go there like it's a great way to connect and now just start collaborations and i think especially for like entrepreneurs who maybe are a little bit shyer with reaching out like oh can i host my thing here it's like it's set up. You just got to pay. They're into it. Like, I don't know, approvals. I don't know what, but it just makes it easier to connect because not everybody is just openly like, hey, hi, you know, like even me, who's very chatty. I'm very shy, like just to approach, like even like I always wanted to do this interview with you. And I know you, but like, I don't know you, but I know you. But I was like, yeah. oh, like, I hope she doesn't say no or, you know, like people can get shy and stuff. So I think that's just easy peasy. Book it, pay it. Hey, friend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And a lot of vendors, it's funny because I had one vendor who had started Daisy's Creations, I believe is her name. She was so shy at first. And then maybe like three weeks to a month, she rebooked. And then she was like, boom, 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 selling everything left and right. And I was like, damn, Daisy. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm confident now. I got this. Because it is hard to like sell your, you're kind of like selling a little bit of like your mindset, right? Like, oh, are people going to like this? Like, how do I word it? How do uh -huh. I? And I still struggle with it all the time. And it's just like the more you practice and the more experience you have, the easier it comes. And mm -hmm. what's your pitch? What's your elevator pitch? What's, you know, like knowing how to brand yourself or just feeling confident. I, I think a big part of it is maybe it's maybe that unknown. What mm -hmm. is this? This is like my first event. What all do I need? How do I like, you know, like, I don't know. And then you get the confidence game face on. <laughs> And then again, it's just word of mouth from vendors telling other vendors. Mm -hmm. and exactly. I just wanted to, yeah, people still message me like, hi, can I host pop-up? But I'm like, of course, you're more than welcome to. I wouldn't turn anyone down. So yeah, exactly what you said. That's like people get shy or they feel like they have to go through a big process or they have to know someone to, you know, host a pop-up. And it's like, no, you don't. You just look it on busy space. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So would you say like by the third business now, <laughs> are things, do you feel like things even easier what is I guess other than the technological aspect what's the biggest challenge from this busy space new business now yeah so they're all different uh, industries right I have the tutoring center which is service-based I have the juice bar which is product-based and then I have the busy space which is online tech so I'd say the biggest challenge I, I guess I could go by each of them the tutoring center one was obviously the biggest was to get people through the door mm -hmm. Um, and then hiring was easy because tutors are great. Teachers are amazing. They teachers who are tutors, they love tutoring. So they yeah. like are great. I have great staff. Um, and the same for the juice bar. It was the juice bar is always changing and developing just because like 
branding, right? I want to make sure that everything is branded, figuring out like, how do you print cups? Where's the cheapest place to print eco-friendly cups? Yeah. Can I get um, a wholesale? Well, yeah, at first I would just go to the grocery store and buy like my groceries and like take it to the juice bar. And then things started picking up. I'm like, okay, now I got to get a wholesale person. Mm -hmm. Things like that, like figuring out the whole restaurant kind of industry. Um, there's no blueprint for, yep. for yeah. And then for busy space, right now the biggest challenge would be I I need some sort of guidance um, from advisors or going into like a a cohort they're called so mm -hmm. like cohorts where you can go and you like learn it's like an incubator you learn how to like launch your startup and like run it smoothly. Okay, yeah, I've heard. That's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm applying and I'm. Um, I'm seeing what I can I can do with that I just applied for the how I built this oh nice I listened to that one I have a how I built this um is it a fund I forgot what it's called but it, it's kind of like a cohort and that would be amazing if I get into that it's just like getting the resources from other people and and knowing where to ask for help because I could do it on my own but how long is that going to take me yep. and if there's people helping yep that's what you got to do that's what I want to tell the youth it's like just just look for the chambers of commerce mm -hmm. they'll help you with all of that stuff if you need guidance they won't do it for you but they'll be like do this this, uh -huh. this. if you need help let us know mm -hmm. yeah I think that's the biggest thing one of my own challenges is asking for help uh because it's like yeah I can figure it out but there's resources out there there's people out there and why are you going to burn yourself out trying to figure it out or why don't you learn from someone who's done it and can really break it down for you? So I think that's a really important step. Just ask for help. And I think once again, maybe that's something for people where they're like, oh, what if they deny me? No, a lot of people are willing to help. Just ask them. Right. I'd help. I love helping. So yeah, if same. <laughs> it's so funny. I had someone that messaged me in 2018. She had just asked me a question, like how to incorporate. And I responded to her. And now 2021, she launched her business and she nice. just me for it literally what? I was like it was just like a tiny just like gesture of responding that really kind of pushed her to be like yes you could do it mm -hmm. you know like that motivation and being like I believe in you like yeah that's the, the main thing that a lot of people are, are scared of oh for sure just even saying it out loud this is what I want to do like bringing it into uh -huh. fruition you know like yeah, yeah. That definitely that was a big thing for me. I think that just being able to say it to somebody and for them basically just be like, yeah, why not? Just do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll say, I don't know, people will have their opinions on stuff, but you have to say it to the right people yeah. at first. When you're just starting, you have to just make sure that you're sharing these ideas with the right people that have experience or already are in that industry. They'll be like, Oh, that would be great. But if they don't know anything about the industry, they're gonna be like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't get the vision, they don't see it. And I think, yeah, that would be yeah not only share or like even if you're in the business like any ideas that you have moving forward also even if you want to share with friends sometimes you're so excited you get it and you want their response to be like oh my god yes and they're like oh I guess yeah that uh, <laughs> is like the biggest like Ugh. and then it almost like kind of makes you think a little it's like no don't share your ideas with people until it's there I would say <laughs> and I still go through that I'm telling you even with business space I'm like they're gonna be like another business animal but I'm like you know what like what am I gonna do I can't get it out of my head like to do it I, I think it's it. better to do it and if it works it works and if it doesn't like it's better that you tried than wonder 
Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm not scared anymore. And, and that's why it's great to have great relationships with like you and like other business owners that you can share these ideas and they're not going to be like, oh, that's crazy. They'll be like, yeah, it's totally doable. You want to like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll connect you with someone or I'll host you on the podcast. Like that's so cool. Yep, for sure. Okay. Um. Well, perfect time. Running multiple businesses. You're doing a lot. I, um, oh, for those of you uh, who have been listening to the podcast, one of the things I wanted to introduce here were astrological aspects. And so we have um, for Annabelle, she is a cusp. So kind of a Taurus. I definitely got Gemini vibes. I am a Gemini, as you guys know, hence the podcast. Um, And hence, even when I was like talking to Annabelle, I was like, like the first time I talked to you, I remember it was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, just back and forth, back and forth. I was like, she's like, I'm getting Gemini vibes here. She crazy too. <laughs> uh, but then even watching you running all these businesses, but then also the Taurus kind of like, I, I can see it too as well. And then like a Capricorn rising for sure for like that stamina for it. Um, but even as a Gemini, you exhaust me. <laughs> like watching you and I exhaust myself and other people. So you exhaust me. It's like, oh, she's doing so much. Are you exhausted? Have you experienced burnout? If so, like, what was that experience like? What did you learn from it? So, um, how do I explain my mindset when it comes to burnout? I try explaining it to my mom. Because, for example, my mom, when I was living at home, right? She, I think they think, like, when I'm not at home, like, visiting them or, like, like actually on Instagram like doing videos they probably think I'm just like chilling all day doing nothing like just being a boss girl I'm not (laughs) I'm always like doing something and when I lived at home she's like oh my god like you are always like on it or thinking or like responding emails or like figuring out how to connect with someone and I'm like yeah but this is kind of like my hobby I like doing it you know it's like it's great but then I do go through those like a week or two where I just like kind of dropped the ball <laughs> and I'm like it's okay like I could I'll pick back up when it's ready and my mom's like oh I see what you're talking about when you're like oh, I'm just trying to chill right now like I'll, I'll figure all this stuff out in like a week yeah so I'd say like maybe every six months I'd take like a week or two off to just be like okay I'm just gonna let things like settle and see what's going on and then like I'll pick up and I'm like okay I figured out all these other little problems let's mm-hmm. fix it but I do try to take vacation and um on weekends you know what honestly after seven o'clock my computer's closed that's good yeah let's just yeah I'm not a night person I'm not like up all night working I'm I work during the day I work pretty fast like you said I might be more of Gemini where it's like boom 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 yeah things done and do them quickly so it doesn't necessarily feel like burnout especially when I hang out with this little oh hi dog really calms me Amira (laughs) well I mean but I feel like maybe that's how you combat it and that's important to take the time to rest and refuel and that's your recharging you know time and it's important to kind of have those things and that's definitely I think easier or harder for some but I think once you've kind of get to that point of exhaustion I think it comes down to this is okay this is what I need um in order to keep going because if you didn't take that time for yourself and it's not even like dropping the ball it's taking that time for yourself mentally because we just don't realize like before it's like I need a mental health day like what is that that that's what it is you know what yeah it's true but you know I feel a little like I spoil myself a lot like okay I'm just gonna relax I like sleeping in at least once or twice a week I have to like sleep in because if not it's just gonna be too much waking up oh yeah do it treat yourself girl 
I see myself sleeping in, but then I'm also like, oh, like I don't know. You always have that like, imposter syndrome. I've been reading more about like imposter syndrome where it's like, am I really doing all this stuff or am I just like going with the flow? <laughs> no, you probably really are. But you don't yeah. see it. Like yeah. you don't, we don't give ourselves enough credit. <laughs> You're like, yeah. well, what did you do? Well, let's yeah. list it out, you know? <laughs> no. Yeah. You probably do a lot, but yeah, we don't. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is definitely something I'm identifying with more <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, Okay, well, with that, it's like just crying. You're like, why am I so emotional? And you're just like, okay, like I just need to like sit down, relax. It's like mental checking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have started going to therapy maybe like a year ago. Nice. Yeah, he's cool. Um, he's an older Latino gentleman too. He's maybe in his 80s. So he's such a cool, he's like a grandfather figure. Oh me. my gosh. He, he really makes me like check in with myself and just, um, slow down uh-huh. just like appreciate I'm always like what's next what's next what's next mm-hmm. and now I'm like, oh, okay let's just well Jackie my best friend mm-hmm. she's the one that kind of um she mentioned to one of her other friends was like she just doesn't make plans after she hangs out with her friends and I used to do that like oh sorry I have to go somewhere and I stopped doing that and I'm like wow I really enjoy the time so much more because you're living in the moment you're mm-hmm. not like what's next so that's what I've been doing we're like right now I don't have anything planned after this so <laughs> that's awesome yeah process processing things when you're go 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 you're missing so much and I'm glad that you bring up that you're also like you're seeing a therapist I think that's one of the things when I decided to go into this business journey I was like there's gonna be ups there's gonna be downs I didn't know what to expect but I was like I feel like I'm gonna need this mentally Mm -hmm. and I think it is so helpful to like talk it out and I feel like for me had I not had a therapist when starting this journey I wouldn't have known that these outburst of like crying that I was talking about like my previous episode about burnout specifically I was like man I'm just a chiona like what is wrong with me like it's not even that time of the month no girl you're doing too much you need to get Mercedes as chiona yeah oh <laughs> yeah oh my gosh but it's like no you're just you're doing a lot <laughs> yeah and people think that we're so hardcore like like you you're emotional I'm like do I have to explain it to people that people get emotional? Like you don't have to explain it to anyone. Oh my gosh. No. And plus astrologically, I have an Aries moon. That's a very intense. I'm happy. I'm happy when I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm crying. I am crying. I'm like that too. I'm like that too. And it's, it's okay. But it's good to let it out too. You don't want to keep it in, get rid of the bad vibes, get it out. And then you can kind of keep process it, understand it. And that way you can keep going. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So what do you do for self-care? I like to work out. I started working out more. Like working Take out. my dog for walks, go and walk and get a coffee. Um, getting my nails done. I, I always like- do notice your nails. My yeah, my nails are they need to get done again. I'm going on Tuesday. I've been using like the blow dryer to blow dry my hair. I made my bathroom look super cute just so I can like spend more time. Like I like making myself look cute for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's going to make you feel so empowered? It's like, Ooh, me having nice hair, my hair done, you know, have my makeup done. So I've been, I've been dedicating the at least 30 minutes before I used to be like 10 minutes out the door, doing my makeup in the car, all rushed. And I'm like, no, I want to like do my makeup in front of a mirror, listen to music, podcast. Like that's like my self-care in the mornings. That's good. Awesome. Good to know. Um, I do always notice the hair picks, the <laughs> stories. I was like, okay, girl, but I like that. It's not like, let me do this for the grant. No, I'm doing this for me. Oh, that's for me. And I save them and I'm like, oh, it's for me. I wish it was like for me. 
I don't know how to, yeah, I, I could just take pictures and hold them for me, but I like Instagram because it shows you like stories. It shows you like all your, or Facebook, it shows you like your memories. Memories. I love that too. I don't have my Snapchat anymore. I deleted it and not thinking of all the pictures that I have, but it's just because it saves things too, you know? And, yeah. Or reminds you of like, oh, this day, what else is going on around this day? Or why did I decide to post it? Maybe I saw someone else posting something cute and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Like I feel confident because of, for them, you know, through them, I feel confident and I'm going to post it too. Yeah. All these thought process, the way you're talking about it, I'm like, just Gemini. <laughs> like, why? Why do I do that? Why do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So venting session. What is something you wish that the general public knew about one of the industries you're in that's like a pain point? Like, feel free to vent. Like, for example, work me, huh? shipping prices like oh that's something any businesses that ship stuff like it's so expensive to ship products on people don't get it everybody wants the free 99 shipping the five dollars and freaky fast but it's like y'all don't get how much it costs and it kills small businesses what's something in your industry that people don't get that you wish you can explain this is your opportunity to invent <laughs> for the juice bars sales tax is a headache so Ooh. for service space i don't have to pay sales tax then I started working at the juice bar or started the juice bar. <laughs> I always say I work at the juice bar. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I also own it. Uh, you know, yeah, it was it was more so just like the sales tax. But in general, to be honest, I don't like when people question me like, you're the owner. Like, are you sure you don't work at the juice bar? Yeah, I had a cashier at the, at the grocery store the other day. Like, oh, you're going you, you're gonna to juice or something? And I was like, oh, actually, I want a juice bar. They're like, you own it? Like kind of with the attitude. And I was like, like are you lying and I was like no I do own it <laughs> I get that a lot and I don't know this is a good conversation this is for venting wise more it's like I don't know if it's because um I don't think it's because I'm a minority I think it's just because we look young yeah you know what I mean like well not I, only that but it's like Latina jeans are good we look we look nice and young <laughs> yeah, yeah if I'm like dressed up people are like oh this girl's a boss but if I'm like dressed like this they're kind of like oh she looks like she's like working for her mom it's her mom's shop you know there I was like oh is it your mom's shop and I'm like is it your parents business yeah like, did your parents help you I'm like no I'm 28 I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I had to figure it out on my own after like what 21 <laughs> but like also something people should know like business owners and since this is a podcast and people can't see Annabelle right now it's kind of like what is it yoga pants and like you like your sweatshirt that's the uniform normally yeah, for a business uniform. owner while you're at home you're writing emails like it's rare sometimes, you know, if you're going out and about probably to look cute, the, the uniform is yoga pants. Yeah, it is. Yoga and pants. a chongo. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm wearing a chongo right now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm excited. I think for a busy space, maybe I could dress up a little bit more if I go to events or if I, we end up getting like, oh, I don't know how what's going to happen with it, but that'll be more tech. And then I'm kind of excited to be like, oh, I could dress up and like go to work. <laughs> yeah, I think just in general in this COVID world, oh, I can dress up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's something that I, I always kind of vow about and people don't understand because maybe they might not be business owners. They're like, I don't get it. But um, I, yeah, speaking to other people or women, just women owned businesses. I think it's, they're like, oh, is this your husband's? Oh, you know, and it's like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to um, be able to be like, no, it's mine. Mm -hmm. i mine. Yeah, it's all mine. Do you have a partner? No, no, I don't. It's just me. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I figuring it out. <laughs> oh my gosh, people are so rude. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Oh I'm my gosh. Look like I would be the owner. 
bar? And he's like, oh, no, no, just. What does the owner of a juice by bar look like? Yeah. What does the owner of anything look like? I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was, you know, a specific picture. Oh, out there. Bringing a new face. Or I think it's just in general. I like seeing owner space. I mean, you can, t- you, of all the restaurants, who do you know that, that you know is, how do you know who the owner is, right? Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. You, you mainly just see the employees, the staff, the managers. So I think it is important to showcase who the owner is so people can put a face to the name. Oh, for sure. And I think that's definitely like a big thing too. Like I, when I'm like following all these other small businesses, especially like Latino ones or stuff, like in general, like I want to support, you know, minority owned businesses. I want to support Latinas. I want to support Latinos. But then sometimes like, sometimes the about me, like all you have to do is put a picture of yourself and like who you are on there. Cause it's like, Oh, I didn't know you were Latina owned too. I want to support that. Like I want, I do want to see the the faces on this. This is a great branding opportunity, guys. Put your face out there. <laughs> if you're not, because I'm like, oh, like oh, she's a young woman like me. I would have never known this is a black owned business. I would have never known. Like I want to support this business over like Amazon or something. Like yeah, I'm gonna give them my money. This is who is running this business. Real people out there. So hence why you see my face everywhere. <laughs> no work me have, but like I also don't have other people to post. <laughs> no yeah but I think a lot of people are shy or they're like oh like I don't want to show my face and it's like I understand so that's why it's more like okay I do it and I also do it because I'm like oh I can't wait till someone sees this and they're like oh I want to do it too because that's Mm -hmm. how I feel if I see someone posting or like you posting something I'm like oh that's cool like okay I'm gonna take a picture with something too Mm -hmm. okay if if I know someone that's doing it I also feel like I can do it Mm -hmm. or now you can just be like that's Annabelle the owner of Juice Fight Bar that's Annabelle like I, I like I like knowing who I'm giving my money to. Oh, uh, that's a, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And just being like, oh, yeah, I know who the owner is. Mm-hmm. Be like, I'm like, well, I don't really know them, but I like to know all of them. But I just stalk them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so cool to, to now. Yeah, I think it's very important. And now when I go to businesses, I if I do know the owner, it feels so cool. We're also like becoming adults now. I feel like I'm more of an adult. We have adult money and we have adult friends and we have people in different industries. And again, it's just like, being able to be like, I'm also a business owner. And then they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then we start chatting. And then it's like, oh my God, we had something in common that we would have never known because that connected us just being like business owners. Mm-hmm. And you already know there's a hundred <laughs> different things y'all can relate on. And we need alcohol now to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of been like more of like the only thing that I would fence about. Everything else is kind of like, you can't really complain. I mean, I, I we do complain. Yeah, the restaurant industry, it's just, there's just so many online tech stuff too. Yeah. I want to try everything out and I want to like support everything, but it's also, you got to figure out what's going to work for you. And if something doesn't work out, it's fine, but also just make sure you let the representative know or whatever, know like, Hey, this is why it didn't work out. I still appreciate your customer service and we hope to work uh, together in the future or I'll recommend someone. Mm-hmm. To so never burning bridges. Mm-hmm. No, never. no, never in anything you do. Cause you never ever know come back and bite you in the ass (laughs) or it just I don't know why I always try to it just anyway just oh well just be me in general when you're interacting with people but just always a positive interaction because you never know people will remember it's like oh hey that one person that one time and somehow an opportunity is going to come up y'all are going to connect you just never know yeah you never know and it's always how you make someone feel right so Mm -hmm. that's are so cool the tutoring center of course like kids love it the parents love it I was talking to my friend I'm like wow like 
all of my customers and both businesses, all three businesses are amazing. I've never had any like negative issues with any customers, mm-hmm. which is why it's like so cool to be like, when you step back and you realize like what you built, you're like, oh my God, I really built all this. This is so cool. Like I remember when I was just thinking of this idea and now it's like working. And Yeah, that's crazy when you're like, the plan is working. The plan is working. <laughs> oh, oh. forward. <laughs> It's crazy. You're like, wow, okay. I guess I do know a little something about something. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so nice to get customer feedback to be like, you made my day better, you know, especially during COVID people would come to a juice bar and that usually was the only place they would go. Right. It's not like they're running around shopping. They would just make one out. And I always tell my team, I'm like, just remember this could be the only place that they go to all day. And you want them to feel like, wow, I was so happy. I went. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also important too. And that's why I love shopping from small businesses, or I, I was doing marketing for a small business. Um, and honestly, customer service, especially with bigger businesses, it's like dead. I'm like, are you serious? Like the experience is a big part of it. The vibe is a huge part of it. At least for me, like, I'm just like, Ooh, I love the vibe. I love the people super friendly. Like you don't have to cater to me, but like just a simple, how can I help you? Or like when you kind of like, I can just imagine like going to like order a juice, like what do I even get? Like, what do you recommend? And someone who's like, well, I like this. And this is why like just helping and being helpful. Like it just goes a long way. So I think that's great that you're like trying to make sure that your employees are also, you know, giving the best customer service or emulating the experience that you're trying to give. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely, we've always, every single meeting, every single day, we're always like, oh my God, this customer said this. And we're like, oh, how are they doing? Like, it's, it's really beautiful, the relationship that I've built with all of my employees for both of the businesses. And we're all working for the same like vision. You know what I mean? We all understand what the concept is for the businesses and the impact that we're making in people's lives. And that's why I have a great team and I am very appreciative of them and I always try to remind them as much as I can but it's also you know the hiring process is something that a lot of people don't they hire wrong and then mm-hmm. it kind of bites them in the butt so I've been I've been blessed to be able to to have a great team and I have an amazing office coordinator for the tutoring center this is how I've been able to survive just having a great team but my office coordinator for the tutoring center is now helping with both of the other businesses her name is Maddie and I'm like oh my god you are god sent Maddie like she is she's she's just like another version of me she's like boom on it I know exactly how to respond you know she just yeah. checks in for approval denial and I'm like thank you so much <laughs> but that's also because we teach them right we teach them the, our work ethic it carries on into into the team mm-hmm. shout out to Maddie <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, those are my big questions that I have. So now I want to move over to the lightning round questions. So basically just kind of short, what is like maybe the first thing that comes to mind for these? Um, Okay. So first question, who is a Latina that inspires or motivates you? My mom. Nice. <laughs> yeah. My mom, she's definitely, she's always on the move. Now she has my two nieces that she also takes care of. And then she works at the juice bar. And then I just saw everything that she did when I was living at home. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, 
this woman's amazing. Well, and I feel like she just jumps in and helps you because I was looking because I always see her for like the juice bar and I've seen her face more and more and like on the social media. But then also when I was social media stalking you, I saw that she was also around or like the my city tutoring like photos, like just there and like willing and to help. <laughs> she's great. Yeah. With events, event planning. She's just like all everything, everything. She's able to, she's professional. She's friendly. She's funny. We hang out as just friends now. I don't know. Like we just built a relationship where I'm like, Oh my God, it was so cool that I have a mom like this. And yeah. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? I was just thinking about this other day. One of my old bosses said, you know, um, don't cut your spending, increase your, your income. (laughs) So that is something where uh, it's not so much like increase your income. It's more like, okay, if you want something, you have to make something else that's going to pay cover that, you know, mm-hmm. you, sh- you shouldn't have to lower your budget. Uh, it doesn't sound like great advice, but I- I've heard this a few times. Don't lower your budget. It's more like see where you can generate more income for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have champagne taste on a beer budget. We're about to get that champagne. It doesn't say budget. Increase your budget. It just says don't lower it. So just keep your budget. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> Nice. Okay. Um, next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to start their own business? Um, again, I'd say start small and start fast because you never know. Someone else could have the same idea as you. And it's just the timing for any business. It's like timing. When is the right time to launch it? Um, so yeah, I'd say start low risk, work fast. Nice. Um, what is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? It could be anything. It could be a book, it can be a podcast, it can be an app, it can be a location. The best resource, I mean, it's been the chambers, the business chambers. There's ESDC in Pilsen that I'm now an advisor. I know. So on top of your businesses, I see that you're like an advisor and like on all these boards too, because why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, but that's where that, that, so ESDC and then the Berwyn Chamber of Commerce, which is the Berwyn Development Center, those have been amazing resources. Again, they don't do everything for you, right? They just guide you on what to do things right. Mm-hmm. You can mess up so easily. There's so many loopholes in the United States business entrepreneur life where you're like, okay, I just don't want to mess up because then that's going to set you back in the future. Just do things right, you yeah. know? So the Chamber of Commerce is and uh, YouTube. <laughs> yes, YouTube, the other search engine outside of Google University. <laughs> okay. Um, if there is anything you could change about your journey, what would it be? I'd say to just, I wish I would have been more outspoken on my first business and just been more confident in myself because I wouldn't have struggled as much as I, I have with it. Just, you know, cause you have to pay employees, you have to pay all the overhead costs, never paying myself, mm. I, you know, I, yeah, it's just hard to always put yourself first and also be like, I am the face of this and people want to see the face of it. So yeah, just sharing more of my story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next one, a little bit more fun. Uh, I feel like for me specifically, like music can really help your mood, change your mood, just help keep you going for you. And I think specifically, like, I think I want to expand on like the motivational entrepreneurial playlist of mine. Cause I think that's always helpful. What is your favorite motivational song? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> right now it's been good days by uh, the SZA. Okay. 
that one that's been a good one i don't have like one that's like this is my motivational song i don't think so or like if yeah does, does it lift you up like what do you need because sometimes maybe you need something a little bit different but that's a good one yeah it just makes me be like just live in the moment again just like enjoy your time in the car right now and like don't multitask you know just like listen to the music in the car and just relax but it, it like it like depends right on the on the on the months or mm-hmm. whatever but right now i've been playing that nonstop. Nice. Because, yeah, I have a playlist for, like, everything. Like, I need my, like, feel good. Like, those songs that just no matter what, you're going to, like, want to, like, shout out, belt it out to. Then you got those songs. Maybe when you're in your feelings, you want to be in your feelings and experience those feelings, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I I like things that put me into, like, good mood. (laughs) Nice. Okay. All right. And final question. Um, Where can listeners connect with you online? So you can follow us on Instagram. So it's Juice by Bar, Maestri Tutoring, and Busy B I Z Z I Space. Nice. Okay. So all of the businesses you will find Annabelle there, or you know, say maybe somewhere in a pop up around town later, looking fly. <laughs> if you have any questions, you guys can message me on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, just reach out to me. I'm always available to respond. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Annabelle. Thank you for joining the Work Amiha podcast, our first official interview guest for the podcast. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you for making the time as well. I know Juice by Bar is popping on the weekends as well, but she is here. And if you guys have not checked it out, check out Juice of I Bar in Berwyn, Illinois, if you can. And let Annabelle and her staff know that Work Miha sent you there. <laughs> yes, please do. And make sure to shop the Work Miha. <laughs> Uh, merch because it's so cool and hopefully we get a pop-up soon yes i know so yeah we've got the work me has spring collection right now if there are any new listeners here check it out it's going to be available until march 11th thursday and you want to check it out because right now we got 20 percent off the original price so you know save some money a balloon on a budget is life so take advantage and we will see you guys all next time 